The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I tell you what, that was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. All right, this is your week three recap with two games remaining. Welcome, everybody, to Fantasy Football Today, Sunday night. Adam, Dave, and Heath here uh, about 8.15 Eastern as the Sunday night game's about to kick off. We're going to talk about everything else. Right now, Russell Wilson is your QB1. Dave and Heath, you want to take some guesses about who the leaders at the other positions are? I can take some guesses, or I can just look. No, hey, don't look. Tyler. Don't, don't look. Don't no, I already look. did. All right, Tyler. I, I said Tyler. It could be Tyler Boyd. It could be <laughs> one of the two. Okay, I'll go with the guy that had three touchdowns. All and right. then at running back, I, I think I know who it is. Nope, he, I was I was I was wrong. How can I? You forget? just looked again. I did, but I'm not going to say that it's Rex Burkhead. Like, oh the, crap! I did it stop again. Stop cheating. What is this? What kind of game is this? I I'm ruining the new your game segment. that we should play today. What game? Because you know, the Sunday night show never has enough segments and it's never have enough like pre-work done for it. So the uh DT emitter. The dead to me meter. <laughs> dead yeah. to meter? The dead to meter. <laughs> uh, who do you want to put on the dead to meter? Where is AJ Green on the dead to meter? He's covered by Darius Slay. That's where he is. Where is TY Hilton on the dead to meter? Oh, he's... I'm telling you. He's you put eight. them too much on the dead meter, they're going to come right back on the zombie meter because they're going to be coming out from the ground, Michael Jackson video style. And uh, yeah, they'll be thrillers again. So you're... That, I think that... Like literally, no one answered my question on either of the I players. Said an, that I said, didn't I say an eight? I said an eight for Hilton. Eight I, for Hilton. Like a six for Green. I really think Darius Slay had a, had a big part of it. What I when I was able to hear a little bit of the broadcast during overtime, they alluded to like don't throw at AJ Green anymore, who I think had three targets in overtime in his total of six. Um, so there was that. Like I'm going to say five for Green and eight for Hilton Heath. Okay, is that better? How about wow. you? Wow. Well, what does dead to me mean? Because I'm not dropping T.Y. Hilton. I, I, that's what I. That's what I take it to mean. If they're dead to you, that means they're not on your fantasy team. <gasps> okay, you're, you're right. Burying them. I, all right then. Uh, three okay, for, Abraham Lincoln three for is green. dead to me. Ten would be dropping. Five would be benching. <laughs> okay, then three for Green, five for Hilton. Okay. Where's Joe Mixon on the dead to matter? <laughs> sounds like like a dead tomato. I don't know. You guys tell me you're the fancy analysts. 
Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know if I feel great starting Joe Mixon. I mean, next week, listen, next week is the week for all these Bengals. Yeah, against uh, J- Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Yep. Pretty sure that's a matchup. That's it. Yep. Home against Jacksonville, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. And then they're at Baltimore, at Indianapolis, then home against Cleveland, home against Tennessee. Mm, I'm hoping that they do well against Jacksonville so I can sell high and just get out of the Bengals business altogether. Okay. Well, we don't have uh, like an obvious headline today, I'd say. Maybe it's rookie wide receivers come alive. But thankfully, we didn't have quite as many injuries as we had last week. Um, It felt like a little bit more of a normal week, I guess, in fantasy football. Uh, If you're watching... Did you say normal? It felt a little more normal. Rex Mm. Burkhead was the number one running back this week. I I don't know. It just... The first two Almost weeks, been all of the tight ends so were wacky. absolutely terrible. Um, what did it take to be a top 10 tight end this week? Like four catches for 12 yards? Uh, no, Kyle Rudolph uh, had if, two if catches for 11 yards and a touchdown. Hayden Hurst had one catch for one yard and a touchdown, and he's going to finish three, six, seven, he's, eight, nine, 10, 11, tied for 12th. Yeah, going into the Sunday night game, and and he's not even top 12 in PPR, so. It's uh, obvious he had one catch. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't know. Look, there's always going to be stuff like that. It just it wasn't. It look put it this way: the waiver wire is not going to be as crazy as it has been after weeks one and two. Uh, and with that, I ask you: who is your top waiver wire guy right now? It might be Rex. In effect, Rex. Okay, Rex Burkhead. Yes. I mean, Carl. We don't know what the injury is to Chris Carson. He got hurt real late in their win over Dallas. If he's out for a while, then Carlos Hyde and Travis Homer would come into play. I mean, I don't know how many people are going to take Rex Burkhead's 13-touch, three-touchdown game seriously. Well, and the problem is we think, we don't know this, but we don't think that James White's just done playing for the Patriots. Right, exactly, right. He'll come back. Damian Harris is going to heal up. Sony had over 100 yards. Yeah. All right. And I think, I I mean, if Chris Carson has a serious injury, I think Carlos Hyde's going to be the guy. Probably. Not that people are going to get overly excited about Carlos Hyde. Mm. Jeff Wilson. No, yeah. McKinnon got hurt. Yeah, but wins most are coming back. I mean, we know Tevin's not coming back for a while. That's right. So we we could be looking at a, a running back group of Jeff Wilson and Jermichael Hasty next week yes. for San Fran, and they'll win so by thirty. Jeff anyway, Wilson's my number one waiver wire priority currently. Okay, they've got Philadelphia. Next I've already week. picked him up. I started him this week. Remember, I'm in a league where I'm against all the fellow industry nerds, and I had McCaffrey and Barkley. My running backs yes. this week were Jeff Wilson and Rex Burkett. Nice. <laughs> I started Rex Burkhead in the uh, Telethon League. That's fantastic. Good job, guys. You didn't play me in that league, did you? I played uh, Andy Holloway, current champion. Oh, wow. Yeah, sorry, Andy. We're treating you poorly in our our league by starting Rex Burkhead against you. Um, (laughs) That's how smart Heath is. (laughs) Yeah, how about that? Uh, Yeah, so 
What was I going to say? Uh, oh, yeah, so Wilson really wasn't that involved until late in the game. So it must have been partially that McKinnon injury or, or just that and the combination of garbage time against a garbage team. Okay, uh, so those are just some of the names. Obviously, we'll talk about it on Monday. We'll talk about it on Tuesday. Waiver Wire is for another show. Watch us on YouTube, youtube.com slash today. Check out Fantasy Football Today in 5. That podcast drops six times a week. First thing in the morning, Fantasy Football Today in 5. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Podcasts on Spotify, on Stitcher, so many outlets. And go to cbssports.com slash podcast and get a list of all of our shows. We have some great stuff. Um, all Things Covered is this new one with uh, Patrick Peterson joining Bryant McFadden. That's going to be really cool. Uh, some news and notes for you. Josh Allen and Russell Wilson scored more fantasy points today than Sam Darnold has scored in his first three games combined. Tariq Cohen may have torn his ACL, and it does seem like every time a torn ACL is expected, it becomes a torn ACL. So plan on unfortunate news for Tariq Cohen, and he's likely out for the year. Uh, What would the impact be on the Bears' backfield? Still a lot of Montgomery, and Cordell Patterson will get to keep being a thing. There was more Patterson today than I would have liked, but I do think this would be a little boost to David, Mc- it's weird to think of David Montgomery as a workhorse back on a three and O team. Why? But uh, because we went into the year and he was on a terrible team and he was sharing all passing work with Tariq Cohen. So it's like everything completely different than what we thought about David Montgomery. Right. Yeah. But they're probably the most fraudulent three and O team. In football, yeah. They right? stink. <laughs> well, he's got a new quarterback, Nick Foles taking over for Mitchell Trubisky and Foles. Scored 23 fantasy points in, in like half the game. And he had two touchdown passes that were overturned. One was turned into an interception. Uh, so he, you know, I don't know if he played well. I understand he threw a couple balls that should have been picked, but he had a lot of fantasy points against the Colts next he week. He was picked twice, is that right? Or just once? Once. I think he had two or three dropped. It was, yeah. I mean, it was a lot better than what Trubisky did in that first half. I thought it was weird that they did that when they did, but it worked out really well. Chris Godwin left with a hamstring injury. Mike Williams left with a hamstring injury. Chris Carson got hurt late, and it did not look good, and they're at Miami next week. Deontay Johnson left with a concussion. Jarek McKinnon injured ribs. Jordan Reed left with an ankle injury on an almost touchdown against the Giants. San Francisco cornerback Emmanuel Mosley left with an injury. They don't have to play in that stadium next week, do they? Like that I think they're bad. done. Okay, good. Dallas Goddard left with an ankle injury, and Deshaun Jackson left with a hamstring injury, and that opened up some targets for Greg Ward, who had a big game. We had a lot of uh, wide receivers like, who are these guys? Not who are these guys, but do they matter? That's a segment we have coming up later. I'm going to mm-hmm. put, uh, Russell, I'm gonna have to put uh, Greg Ward in there. That's the uh, Cedric Wilson that memorial is the, the, section. The yes. official segment of Cedric Wilson. Huge game for the Cowboys. John Brown missed much of the second half with a calf injury. What do you think of that pass interference call in the Rams game? I think the Rams are even now because they didn't deserve to beat the Cowboys, but one because of its fraudulent pass interference call. And that was one of the worst pass interference calls I've ever seen. <laughs> I agree. Um, like it was absolutely awful, but it's how happens. do they justify it? I, I don't, I didn't, we don't have like a pool. Report there was a lot of contact though. Can't it's, deny that. It, it, it was, was not that. His hands. Did, like, I was interested to see what they say if they try to say it was a good call. Because I, you know, it was not a good call, at least in my view. But it wasn't like uh, 
It wasn't like the Rams' non-pass interference call against the Saints was the most obvious bad call ever. This at least had some uh, some question to it. I, I thought, anyway. I think the only reason there was question is because they threw the flag. If they'd not thrown the flag, no one would have thought it was questionable whether it was pass interference, I don't think. I would have, well, maybe like a holding or a legal contact or something, but... All right, all right, fair enough. Uh, oh, fair enough, that's a drink. I gave my water. Dalvin Cook hobbled off in the fourth quarter. I didn't see anything on that, but just he did. Um, and the Chargers put two starting defensive linemen on IR before the game. Melvin Ingram and Justin Jones. Ingram, a pass rusher. Jones, defensive tackle. Chase Young left with a groin injury. Russell Gage left with a head injury. Buffalo safety Micah Hyde got hurt. Not sure if he returned. Philadelphia right tackle Jason Peters got hurt in overtime. They can't lose him. That'd be bad. Cleveland has a winning record for the first time in six seasons. Wow. And Phil, uh, Pittsburgh fullback Derek Watt left with a hamstring injury. Bengals wide receiver John Ross was a healthy scratch. And Rob Gronkowski had a big game, and he should have had a touchdown. Tom Brady missed him. Those two have just no chemistry. They never have. All right. Buy or sell. Here we go. Buy or sell. Let's start with Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is QB1. Forget about those scrubs on Monday night. Russell Wilson is QB1. Buy or sell. Buy. QB1. They're finally letting him cook. Did we lose their Heath? Run game, their, their run game is in trouble. I think we may have lost Heath. No, I'm here. Oh. I was just waiting. He's thinking patiently. about it. <laughs> okay. No, there was no there was no error for me to speak. Um yeah, I could I could buy it. It's a perfect <laughs> storm. It's a perfect storm. Their defense is trash. But they run trouble and also, like I think you could have said Josh Allen, and you could have made a convincing argument. Yeah, is that the next buy or sell? It could be. Well, hold on. I just want to say this about Wilson. Uh, so he has scored thirty eight, forty two, and forty four fantasy points in three games. Uh, what I loved about it was he threw his fourth touchdown pass early in the third quarter. At that point, he had 23 pass attempts, and the Seahawks running backs had 13 carries. So the game scripts have just been different. They've been throwing early a lot. But uh, last season, he scored 30 or more fantasy points in four or five weeks early in the year. Uh, he finished his QB4. In 2018, he scored 25 or more in six of eight games. He was QB11 that year. In 2017... He scored 30 or more in four or five games, exactly what he did in 2019. And he did finish his QB1 that year, but it was kind of a lackluster QB1 season. It was good, but not great. Uh, so I guess, I, I, I look, I'm not, I buy Russell Wilson. He's amazing. But he does do this. He does have incredible hot stretches and doesn't you know, keep it up, I guess. Has he ever had a season where he's started with 14 touchdowns, three games, 75% completion rate, uh, a touchdown rate of 13.6%? Well, isn't that kind of games? the point? Like the touchdown rate's a little high, isn't it? Yeah, maybe that comes. Uh, I don't think it does. I think that I think he's just going to continue rolling. No, dude, he's amazing. He's, I know this that, is his MVP don't think year. You don't think he's actually going to have a 13% touchdown rate? You're right. It's probably going to be around like 10. All right, Josh Allen is QB2 rest of season. <laughs> Buy or sell. Uh, I don't think it's going to be around 10, by the way, but I, I do think Russ is trying to prove that he's worthy of an MVP vote. And the only thing stopping him now is a Le'Veon Bell trade. Who is this? Josh Allen? <laughs> Josh, Josh Allen is QB2. You made me do it. Oh, I don't sell. 
I, I'm going to sell that, but I really, I can't help but come away with just, he's so incredible. He's improved he's, a lot. Yeah, but he's just, he's, he's, <laughs> I, he is, but he still makes some really bad passes. That ball to Stefan Diggs, it should have been a touchdown and it hit the ground. Like, what was that? Right. Terrible. Oh, uh, he's not Russell Wilson. No, he's got some flaws, but he's obviously really good. And, and they're throwing the ball more, you know? I think he should give you a lot of hope for Daniel Jones. Oh. No, 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 no. Uh, he should uh, give everybody hope about every young quarterback. He should. Um, all right, but he's not QB two, but he's the top. F- I don't know. God, there's such a hierarchy. The thing at the is, position if you were going right to move now. him ahead of someone today, it might be ahead of Kyler, who was the guy we were saying last week might be QB two. I don't think I'd do that. Like, I, you're not going to put you're not going to put Allen ahead of J- Lamar or Mahomes. Well, I'm definitely putting him ahead of Watson. I don't know if he was already. He's um, in that top four conversation. Is it a top six? Is it a top seven? It's obviously it's the two I guys. Think it's seven now. All right. So who is it? Um, well, I don't know in order, but it's Lamar and Patrick Mahomes and Wilson and Dak and Kyler and Allen and Watson. Are we sure about Watson? Well, I mean, I don't think we'd be sure about any of these quarterbacks if they had played the Ravens and Steelers in back-to-back weeks. I feel like I feel like if any of those other six quarterbacks had faced the Ravens and Steelers, they would have had at least one game with more than 20 or 22 fantasy points, whatever Watson put up. What did Watson have today? 20 or 22. I don't remember. That he, used to be good. He actually got off to a great start. The second half, they were invisible. Um, okay. Hey, when does Russell Wilson play the Ravens or the Steelers? <laughs> good point. Okay, well, but when is Deshaun Watson at now anymore? It doesn't. No, no, his schedule opens up. This is uh, yes, the next three days. It's going to be all about how you should trade for Deshaun Jackson and the Watson. Don't, don't trade for Deshaun, <laughs> Deshaun Watson. No, I'm sorry. What a Freudian slip that was. No, why would you even do that? Deshaun Watson. All right, buy or sell. We are starting Mike Davis over Joe Mixon until further notice. Bah, oh. <laughs> it's because of that game against yeah. Jacksonville, right? Yeah, I can't say it. Well, Carolina it. in week four. Carolina in week four. Who is it? Arizona, and then at Atlanta, and then Chicago. Yeah, I buy. And then by then, uh, yeah, I do too. I had a feeling Mixon wasn't going to be great today. Like I do, buy, I do believe in the Eagles' defense, but it's just hard run defense anyway. It's just hard to tell Joe Mixon managers that it's all going to be okay. But I, I mean, did, is it all going to be okay? More yards in him today? Well, he didn't have any carries, so I don't, he I had don't like know. a 40 yard catch, didn't he? Um, maybe, but Mixon had 19 touches again. And you know, Mixon and Drake are kind of similar here. You know, Drake, Deandre Hopkins is killing Kenyon Drake. Drake is not catching anything. I think he has five catches in three games. 65 yards. for oh, Chase Mixon, Edmonds, 55 is, yards for Gio. Edmonds not okay. doing that much. And then, you get to the he goal more line. catches than Drake, doesn't he? Probably, but not much, right? Yeah. But, but neither of them are. You get to the goal line, and it's the Kyler Murray show. It's like, I don't know what to tell Kenyon Drake managers. I don't know what to tell Joe Mixon managers at this point, guys. What, what should we tell them? You can't sell now. Um, like, unless there's a, a truther amongst you that still believes that Joe Mixon should have been drafted in the first round. Um, but there, I, There is a difference between the two of them, though. We already talked about the schedule for Cincinnati, and it's great in week four because they've got the Jaguars, and then after that it goes 
kablooey. Cardinals have uh, Carolina in week four, the Jets in week five, the Cowboys in week six. They're all on the road, but so what? Seattle in week seven, then a bye, week nine against Miami. Week okay. 10 against okay. Buffalo. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, the <laughs> schedule the entire schedule. The schedule is perfect. Well, the Drake is the one that you want to try and buy low on first. All right. Uh, buy or sell. Rob, Rob Gronkowski's roster percentage is absolutely perfect, but it should be higher next week. I presume it's 69%. It is, of course. 69%. Buy. Yeah. Well, buy and sell. That it's perfect, that it, but you sell that it should be higher next week. Okay. This was a squeaky wheel game, no? Six catches, 48 yards, seven targets. Should have had a touchdown. Uh, Had four targets in the first two games. But I thought I missed something, honestly. And it's great that he had seven targets. That's not, I'm not poo pooing that at all. But he caught six passes for 48 yards. That's, that's not, yeah. Still the touchdown or bus guy. If that's the ceiling, um, (laughs) still. The touchdown or bus guy, like he was not that well, during like his career, been. was he? <laughs> it's it, honestly what the last year he was in the NFL. Oh, what that, was he? that year, yes, he was. All right, so, obviously not over the and course he was of his the whole year. Career. He was retired. He didn't get anything out of. Him. <laughs> he was a bust every week. All right, so is anybody buying into uh, Rob Gronkowski? Look, Chris God, no. if Chris Godwin's hurt, okay. I I think OJ Howard may have had more similar amount of yards in him anyway. Uh, buy or sell, you won't be able to trust a Bucks or Lions running back this season, barring injury. You won't be able to trust a Bucks or running or Lions running back this season. Sell for the season, buy for the near term future. I might buy it for the Lions all year. The worst thing that could have happened is that they won this game against Arizona, giving Adrian Peterson a bunch of work. Yeah, because now Pencil Beard's going to say. <laughs> We can go ahead and keep rolling with Adrian Peterson every week. And then one week, it's just not going to work out that way. And no one will be starting uh, DeAndre Swift. No one can start any of these guys with any confidence. Yeah. Like Fournette. I mean, Ronald Jones had more carries than Fournette. Jones had five or six carries on the last drive of the game in a blowout. But even, but mm-hmm. at that point, it was about even. And neither of them had many much carries or much work, many carries at all. So that was really annoying, and I think you got to think of Fournette as a loser today because people were yep. really excited about him. I was, I, I was wasn't. one of them. Heath was not. I was was not excited about him. Neither were you. Good for you. No, I, I, I thought I thought that he would have a touchdown, and he was in at the goal line a couple times and didn't tackled get, one. Didn't get the yeah, and then Mike Evans had two one yard touchdown catches, which is bizarre. Only catches of the game. So Fournette could have had the touchdowns, but look, I don't trust Bruce Arians at all, and I know he doesn't either. No, yeah. no. All right, let's go to I winners think he'll be. I still think Fournette will be the running back eventually in Tampa. I think we got to look at Denver's run defense. I, I feel like it's been very good this year. Yes. You know, Derrick Henry, James Conner, right? Right. Then- Conner had a big run late last week. So like a fourth quarter salt the game away run. That really made the stat line pop. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. is one of those things where maybe I got to check PFF, but... The Broncos get Jarrell Casey. Their run defense has been really good. The Titans lose Jarrell Casey. They've got, so far, a terrible run defense. Oh, Dalvin Cook was terrific today, by the way. Mm-hmm. All right, winners and losers, let's do it. Heath, Justin Jefferson. You know, we talked waiver wire. We didn't really speak about these rookie wide receivers. Justin Jefferson with a big day. Um, uh, T. Higgins had two touchdowns. Isabella is not a rookie, but he had two Ayuk. touchdowns. Brandon Ayuk, Ayuk had a big day. 
but Jefferson was, I'm guessing, the one that stood out to you. 39% rostered, 175 yards, and one touchdown against Tennessee. Um, what do you think about him? Unfortunately, Pittsburgh and Buffalo in the next two weeks. What do you think about Jefferson? Looked like someone that you would be happy to draft at the in the eighth round of a mock draft, whether people <laughs> mocked you or not. Um, That's right. No, he... Uh, it was a baby step. Like he was a big time winner, um, but it was still a baby step. You're not starting him in his next two matchups, but you love the involvement. And there's now a hope that he might be the Stefan Diggs in the second half of this season. There's a reason to have him on your roster in a redraft league. Um, what do you do? What do you do with that when maybe Buffalo doesn't have a good defense this year. I don't know what's going on there, but what do you do with the fact that Pittsburgh and Buffalo are his next two opponents? And quite frankly, wide receivers have done just fine against Pittsburgh. They haven't torn them up, but they've been fine. Um, I, like I, I need to see it again from Jefferson. Uh, like he went from needs to be on the waiver wire to needs to be on my bench. He did not, unless I'm desperate, you don't trust it off of one game, but it's a building block. And if you do that multiple times and then defenses will have to treat Adam Thielen a little bit differently, Maybe that whole yep. offense gets opened up a little it's, bit. It, it is a humongous step for the Vikings offense, and I know that Minnesota lost, and it's frustrating that they're 0-3, but this is a good step forward. This was the type of game that I might have expected from Jefferson after Thanksgiving because it just looked like he wasn't really doing well before this week, and then it's just just like a unbelievable explosion from him in this game. And I don't want people to chase it and expect him to do something like this every week because Tennessee's defense has really has proven to be not very good, but he, he came into the league as an NFL ready slot receiver. And he, this was the type of game that makes you go, Oh, that's why they took him in the first round. Yeah. Played great. He, he, he needs to be rostered. There's no question about it, but he shouldn't be a priority for you unless you're in a keeper league, dynasty league, really deep wide receiver league, something like that. Okay. He won't be your first guy to go after off waivers. He won't be even a 10% buy with your fab. All right. That's uh, Justin Jefferson. Heath, Daryl Henderson only started in 33% of leagues today, but he is the other winner for you, Daryl Henderson. He was started in the For the People podcast league. Yeah, he was started in four or five of my leagues. So yeah, um, he. This is two weeks in a row now. The momentum is building. Um, we came into the year thinking, you know, Malcolm Brown's probably going to start week one, and he's kind of the placeholder. And it's a race between Cam, or at least I did, thinking it's a race between Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson to see if one of those guys can prove to be a like a difference maker at running back because Malcolm Brown. I don't remember which offensive lineman it was, but they said on the broadcast today that they call him the example. And like Daryl Henderson and Cam Akers are supposed to follow that example. And they have more talent. If they do all the things that Malcolm Brown does, they'll be much better running backs because they're more talented. And Daryl Henderson was very good in this game. Cam Akers is hurt. Malcolm Brown, not as involved as we thought he might be. He still got in in the short yardage and really kind of sucked a little of the value away from Henderson until he got that late touchdown. But this was, I think this was a very encouraging step towards Henderson possibly being a semi, not feature back, but leading the committee. Would you try to sell Henderson? Because I, I'm wondering if just like, he's going to be great until Cam Makers comes back. Uh, I don't, I, and I think that's a risk. It's not, I, I don't want to disregard it, but I also don't think that Cam Akers is definitely more talented than Henderson. 
he doesn't necessarily have much better pedigree and they didn't really spend that much more on draft and draft capital. Daryl Henderson has looked terrific two weeks yeah. in a row. He's he really looked has. completely different from last year. And, it's been a pleasure to see. And I think Cam Akers running the ball has looked a little bit like Daryl Henderson did last year. All right, Dave, right, I was going to ask you. Yeah. Can you even recall one play through the first week and three carries that Cam Akers had where you went, wow, that guy's. No, he know. looks, he doesn't, he doesn't quite look like, like I'm not. I think like, I know he, he had some good. good runs, right? He doesn't yet look like he fully belongs. All right, guys, so, let's go. Let, Dave, let's get to your winners. Okay, um, I was just going to say that Henderson definitely looks like the guy that can be the the primary back, not necessarily right. a feature back for the Rams. All right, your winners are Mike Davis and Brandon Ayuk. So Mike Davis, uh, 13 carries, 46 yards, eight catches, 45 yards, and a touchdown. That's two weeks in a row with eight catches. It should be McCaffrey doing this. I know. Yeah. I know, and thank goodness for it because there was no guarantee that he was going to get that type of work in the passing game, but he did. He dominated the playing time, and I think we can count on this type of volume moving forward. I don't know if he'll catch a touchdown every week, but this is this has been a nice replacement for Christian McCaffrey in PPR leagues. Brand- and not PPR, too, because he scored. Brandon Ayuk, uh, five catches for 70 yards, three carries for 31 yards, and a touchdown, and a touchdown. against the Little Giants. He was giving me... He's not the same type of receiver as Debo Samuel, but those kinds of vibes were coming to me because of the rushing work that he was getting. And they were using him in the passing game, just like he was being used at Arizona state. You know, these little slants right off the snap, putting him in position to try and add some yards after the catch. It was smart. It was heady. And now if, if Jordan reads out, none of the other receivers are healthy for week four, guess who the number one target is going to be for the 49ers passing game. It's going to be Ayuk. Well, yeah. If, if he comes back too. Hopefully he does. I know it sounds like he does, or he yeah. will. Yeah, so Ayuk is 30% roster. Jefferson is 39%. Who's a bigger priority? Ayuk's got the Eagles than the Dolphins, and Jefferson has the Steelers and, and Bills. I'm going to say Ayuk by, like, one percentage of fab and one waiver claim. I... I would rather start Ayuk next week. I would rather have Jefferson on my bench. What what's the thing that they say in Street Fighter? It sounds like Ayuk, you know? Oh, Had- Hadouken. Yeah, I think people have made that kind of team name. Yeah, think about it, everybody. It sounds like Ayuk. Yeah. All right. Losers. Losers right here. Dave's losers. <laughs> uh Carson Wentz and Joe Mixon. Oh, hey, Carson yeah. Wentz has scored 23 points, Dave. Yeah, but I don't know how people can feel great about starting him. And if that offensive line is falling apart, it's a matter of time before he falls apart. I'm I am nervous about the future of the Philadelphia Eagles offense. <sighs> Rough day for him. Can I, can I confess something um about how terrible I am at fantasy football? <laughs> Are you, sure. are you sure you want to do this? Yeah. I drafted Carson Wentz and Gardner Minshew on more than one team. Um, and on more than one team, I have started the wrong one each week. Ah, so frustrating. So what are you going to do now? Because these are, I don't know. <laughs> Let, let's start with this. Let's start with this. There's probably going to be a quarterback off the waiver wire that you might be interested in at the very least stashing and at the very most streaming into week four. Which quarterback are you cutting first? Eagles play the San Francisco 49ers. And Gardner Minshew faces the Bengals. 
So <laughs> I would be more likely to drop Carson Wentz. That's what I would tell you to do too. I mean, do you see the next three games for Carson Wentz at San Francisco, at Pittsburgh, and Baltimore? So I think we're just going to go ahead and say drop Carson Wentz. <laughs> it's over for Carson Wentz for now. We might come back to him in a month and a half. And if my history of managing Carson Wentz is any indication, you should probably start him and use him all of your DFS lineups this week. <laughs> it's not a good roster. He, he, Carson Wentz is spending a lot of... He is holding the ball for a long time. He is taking mm-hmm. a lot of sacks, and he is making a lot of risky throws. He doesn't have... I'm sorry to say, he doesn't have a good receiver right now, he, he, especially with Goddard and Jackson. Their fault. Go- no, it's definitely not. He missed Deshaun Jackson wide open on a slant in the red zone before Jackson mm-hmm. got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, it It's partially the roster, but it's a lot him. Yeah, he's not as consistent of a passer as he's been in the past. Yeah, I read a breakdown. He might, on, he uh, might have the jitters because he knows his O-line isn't as good. Well, the, I read a breakdown on his mechanics from Dan Orlovsky. He said he's... He's too upright or something like that. I don't know. He thinks it's a mechanical issue, uh, first and foremost. So your Giants, Adam, uh-huh. have the option to trade Daniel Jones yes, for Carson Wentz. Of course. In a, mil- in a heartbeat. Absolutely. Okay. Dave, you have anything else you would like to say about Joe Mixon? I just, I'm going to have a hard time starting him with supreme confidence if he doesn't get it done in week four. Okay. Yeah, I. It's 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 kind of the um, the Joe Boo week, it, and it re- <laughs> except the difference with the Joe Boo week for Chris Herndon was it was easy to cut Chris Herndon. You're you no, can't it's bench. cut it's Joe bench. Mixon. It's bench Joe Mixon. And I think you you can't do it in week four. And mm-hmm. I almost feel like regardless of how he does in week four, you're probably going to bench him anyway in week five. Okay, let's go to Heath's losers. Hayden Hurst caught a touchdown. Heath, we talk about loser. Come on. And AJ Green, Hayden Hurst. I don't. I don't. I'm JK. Um, JK on that. I don't JK. really understand what the Falcons are doing at all. Oh, they're um, losing I don't know football how they've games. Lost the past two games that they've played. Um, I they're they're really bad. And Hayden Hurst is not as good as I thought he was. And they're not using him like I thought they would. And it's really nice that he scored a touchdown for those of you that got excited Julio was out and put him in your starting lineup. Um, but yeah, that is not an encouraging performance at all. If if we go into Tuesday not knowing about Julio and Gage, I don't know that you can cut Hayden Hurst, though. I don't want to... Um, I'm not going into Wednesday with Hayden Hurst as my only tight end, though. Okay. AJ Green, are you going to start him against Jacksonville? Probably, probably as a number three receiver. Yeah, this, I don't want to. This could be the Joe Boo game for AJ Green. This is the Joe. Let's Boo refresh. Game what what is the Joe Boo game? Okay, for people who don't know. All right, Serrano, the character from Major League, when he's in the batter's box in that big time playoff game, uh, he he talks to his bat who he's put at the altar of Joe Boo in his locker. And he says, if you don't help me, Joe Boo, or if you don't help me, I say, blank you, Joe Boo. Forget you. I do it myself. I do it myself. That's all state yeah. stand. Now you, you, you can't, <laughs> Adam, now you can't go and start yourself in fantasy, but you can definitely remove a player who doesn't help you. But and you so might score as many points like, as AJ Green. Yeah, that's true. So I used to call it last chance saloon. You know, if you don't get it done this week, you're done. And 
I, look, if AJ Green hits the waiver wire, someone's going to pick him up and put him on the bench. Maybe you're hurting an opponent in your league by letting them have AJ Green Ooh, and make trick. a bad lineup decision with AJ Green. Uh, the schedule's going to get rough for him too. It's going to get rough for Burrow. It's going to get rough for Mixon. It'll be easier to let him go if he gets shut down by CJ Henderson in week four. Uh, yes. Yes, it would. All right. The, I like it. The Joe Boo game. I love it. Let's play a game called Do These Guys Matter? Cedric Wilson, five catches, 107 yards, two touchdowns for the Cowboys at Seattle. Cincinnati wide receiver T. Higgins, two touchdowns on nine targets, and John Ross inactive today. Would have been nice if maybe A.J. Green had gotten some of those targets. Would have been nice. Uh, Cedric Wilson, T. Higgins, Andy Isabella for the Cardinals, four targets, caught them all, two touchdowns against Detroit. Washington wide receiver Dontrell Inman, two touchdowns for him at Cleveland. New England running back Rex Burkhead, I think we've established already that he does matter. So let's go with those four wide receivers, Cedric Wilson, T. Higgins, Andy Isabella, Dontrell Inman, and tight end Mo Alley-Cox. Now, I saw Jack Doyle didn't have a target. Mo Alley-Cox had three catches for 50 yards and a touchdown against the Jets. This is after five catches for 111 yards against Minnesota. So you're thinking, oh, Doyle, he was hurt. He probably didn't play. Jack Doyle played 72% of the snaps. And didn't get a target. Mo Ali Cox only got three. He played 77% of the snaps, I believe. Um, and he had another good game. So, Wilson, Higgins, Isabella, Inman, Mo Ali Cox. He's, do any of these guys matter? Higgins matters. Um, mm-hmm. Like, there was a portion in the second half, and I, I haven't seen the official snap counts, where, like, A.J. Green wasn't even on the field for stretches of time. Um, and, and so, I... I I definitely think that uh, Higgins may get worked in more and more. It sounds like he's already passed uh, John Ross. Auden Tate was ahead of John Ross today in terms of the pecking order and getting on the on the active roster. So Higgins is the one that I think matters the most right now. I don't have any plans of adding any of the rest of them. Here's some trivia that maybe the most diehard of podcast listeners from the offseason can answer correctly. Who was T. Higgins working out with leading up to the 2020 NFL draft? Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. They already had chemistry. They already had synergy together, and they ended up on the same team. And here's a game where Higgins is outperforming everybody on the Bengals. Not bad. All right, let's take a quick break here on Fantasy Football today. When we come back, we'll look at the top five players at each position, and we will go through every game with our fantasy analysis. And... uh you know what? I was going to say something, but I don't want to jinx it. So well, now I have to say it, right? I was going to say, nobody's ruined Sunday Night Football for me yet. So that's great. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football today. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 
IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way with positive feedback. Backed by research, kids using IXL are scoring higher on tests. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. Rather than looking at multiple programs to help your child in different subjects, one subscription gets you everything with IXL Learning, and all the kids in your home work off one site from pre-K to 12th grade. If your child is struggling, this is the smartest investment you can make. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com IXLAV. Visit IXL.com IXLAV to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Top five players at each position. It starts with quarterback. It starts with Russell Wilson. Huge game for him. Uh, Josh Allen, two. So Russell Wilson, six point per passing touchdown. Leagues, 44 points. Allen, 38. Dak Prescott, 32. And then this is a big surprise. Jared Goff, 30 fantasy points with a rushing touchdown at Buffalo. And Tom Brady is fifth with 29 points. So Dave, what do you think about Goff now? Two good games in a row. And Brady with his first big game of the year. I got to give Goff credit for bouncing back from a terrible start in this game against the Bills. He was atrocious. It was 21 to three at one point and Rams basically played it cool and they found a way to get back into the game and Goff, uh, Goff made some plays, but really there were a couple of plays that just really went the Rams way. Robert Woods touchdown, for example, Goff is about to get destroyed by a pass rusher. He flicks it to Woods, he was the hot read on a screen. Tremaine Edmonds can't wrap him up. Tredavious White falls down. Robert Woods is into the end zone 25 yards later for a touchdown. Kind of a fortuitous play, if you could imagine that. Um, but a lot of the other plays he made, the touchdown to Cooper Cup, for example, was great. Cooper Cup was amazing for L.A. And uh, Goff deserves credit, man. He really bounced back from a really terrible start to help the Rams stay competitive and help fantasy managers who started him. I'm feeling just feeling lucky, though, because he is throwing. He's not They're running the ball so much. 31, 27, and 32 pass attempts in three games for Jared Goff. It's just not that much. And I don't know. Like you, He had a rushing touchdown today. It just feels like this is not sustainable. You know? No, I agree. Yeah. All right, let's go to the running backs here. Rex Burkhead is number one. James Rod- And by the way, that doesn't mean he's only going to throw 31 times every week. Maybe he throws more, but this is not sustainable. For well, but I mean, it's back-to-back weeks with at least three touchdowns for him. I know, but that's 250 what I'm, what I'm yards saying. Passing. The pa- yeah, look, he's... And this was at Buffalo. Not an easy place. I know. And look, Philadelphia, I don't think Philadelphia's defense is that bad. And he scored 29 points against them, but... Like you said, it was a lucky play with uh with It was Woods. a lucky play. He's got the Giants next week and then Washington. <laughs> That's pretty good. So the next couple of games, he might just keep staying lucky. All right, Burkhead won. James Robinson, two. Derrick Henry finally getting into the end zone, got in twice. Derrick Henry, three. Dalvin Cook, four. Um, and Nick Chubb, five. Actually, James Conner in PPR outscored Nick Chubb. And Austin Eckler in PPR Outscore. He, I think he was RB three. I'm looking at eleven receptions. Yeah, remember how worried we were about Austin Eckler two weeks ago? I wasn't that worried. I don't, I know Heath wasn't that worried. The fantasy world was worried. Oh my god! 
He's not going to get any receptions. Yeah. That but was my To be worried, fair, he's had a different quarterback each of the last two voice. weeks. So Tyrod, with Tyrod Taylor, he might not get that many receptions. And I would say this game probably clinches the fact that he will be with Tyrod Taylor again at some point this year. Um, uh, maybe, maybe. But still, know. you're still encouraged. Yeah, very good. He's he's awesome. Like the touchdown he scored, fantastic. Made a guy miss. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, this is a pretty standard list other than Burkett and James well, Robinson. Other than, yeah, right. Well, no, I think Robinson is. You know, we talked about him after the game on Thursday. I think he's here to stay, at least a number two running back moving forward. Rex is probably not, but if you used him, great. And that's, I, look, forget about three touchdowns. How many more games is he going to have one touchdown in the rest of the season? Yeah, it was not a good game for Cam Newton, only 10 fantasy points. Not a good fantasy game for him. Rex Burkhead kind of stole some some points from him. Tyler Lockett's your number one wide receiver. Justin Jefferson is two. Cedric Wilson is three. Michael Gallup is four. <laughs> just a normal, just a normal week. Felt three Cowboys. Normal if we had week. told you that, that game, right, right, right. If we had told you two Cowboys receivers would have finished top five, you would have been like, "All right, it's going to be Amari Cooper and maybe Lamb or maybe Gallup." Wrong. Well, actually, in PPR, I only think one of them would have finished top five because Allen Robinson had ten catches. Man, when they give up points, Allen Robinson's amazing. He's amazing mm-hmm. even when they don't give up points sometimes. And Keenan Allen, 13 catches, 132 yards, and a touchdown. This is two big games in a row for Keenan Man. Allen. Are we looking to sell Keenan Allen, or are we going to keep him? Go ahead, Heath. Say it. Well, what can you sell him for? Um, I don't think he's going... That's the thing, and it's probably going to prevent me from selling him, is I don't think it, everyone viewed him as a low-end number two coming into the year and not the low-end number one that he's been most of the time on a per-game basis. And now he's performing like a low-end number one again. And if somebody thought that he was, and I could sell him for that type of value, I would do it. Because I still think he's probably going to be a number two wide receiver the rest of the year. Well, that's but not I, what I was expecting to hear. I'm sorry, I cut you off at the end. No, what what, what, um, what did, did you think I was going to say? Dave? I thought you were going to say, well, Tyrod Taylor's going to come back, and that's going to bring Keenan Allen's numbers right back down Which, to earth. Which, by the way... I think I wanted to talk about that because I think we need to do a little bit of a mythbuster thing here. The the notion that Taylor throws the ball downfield and would be better for Mike Williams, I really think that was based on just one game because that was not I, the case no, in Buffalo. It's not even that. It's just, not based in fact because Keenan Allen got twenty eight percent of the targets when Terod Taylor played. He had eight targets in that game. It was just a, a bad game, I think. Okay. okay yeah, I'm but, not sure if Tyrod Taylor can throw catchable passes consistently well that could be and he won't throw as much probably because he runs that too right so these are two pretty big strikes that are going against keenan allen if you could sell high on keenan allen because we're assuming that the chargers are gonna go back to tarad at some point then uh i would do it okay but i'm talking selling high i'm not talking about getting rid of him for you know a couple of you know, pieces who might end up being a starter for your team. How about Adam Thielen? Give me yeah. Thielen. Thielen. Yeah. How about what if it's Joe Mixon? Joe Joe Mixon. Yeah. Uh, give me Mixon. I don't I, even like Mixon. I I would do Mixon and non PPR for Keenan Allen. I think I think I would. I don't know if I could do it in non PPR even with Tarad coming back. And you know what? Even when Tarad comes back. 
once they lose one or two more games with Taylor, they're going to go right back to the kid. And they should honestly look, I think they should stick with Herbert no matter what. I don't think I don't think Tarad should be under center again for the Chargers unless Herbert really regresses. So just shotgun for him. Okay, <laughs> Jimmy Graham, your number one tight end, six for sixty and two touchdowns. <laughs> Tyler Croft, really? He had two touchdowns. I'm just glad we got back to normal this week. Eric Ebrod, <laughs> Mo Ali Cox, and Foster Barrow, and Jacob Hollister, and Jesse James. Let's get to the games. Uh, yeah, I th- I agree. Let's get to the game. It's two good games for Jimmy Graham out of three. You buy that Nick Foles could maybe. Energize, Jimmy. Okay, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have brought that up. Let's get to the games here. Pittsburgh 28, Houston 21. Heath is on the clock, believe it or not. Houston, by the way, only had the ball for 23 minutes and nine seconds in this game, so that's really low. Believe it or not, what do we got, Heath? Believe it or not, you should go buy low on all the Texans. Believe it. I don't know about Brandon Cooks. I don't feel good about him at all. Should I? He was open in the end zone, and Watson missed him. Um, I don't know if that makes you feel better or worse. It was kind of an almost <laughs> makes me feel better. Out. Makes me feel better. <laughs> Vikings, Jaguars, Titans, Packers, by Jaguars, Browns. It, in terms of things that encourage me, if a touchdown is a ten on the encouragement meter, <laughs> an almost touchdown is like an eight point five. I know. I love them. <laughs> They're great. <laughs> Uh, no, but seriously, like the only time he was good was when Will Fuller had z- literally zero targets in week two. So what do you think? I think you're going to see Brandon Cooks on the waiver wire in a bunch of leagues. Should you? Yeah. And would you pick him up? I'd rather pick him up than Justin Jefferson. Yes. I know that sounds crazy after week three, but I'd, I'm not ready to start Justin Jefferson with the bye weeks coming. Not yet. Cooks, I, I could absolutely see as a buy week replacement at receiver. Buy or sell? What the hell, Juju Smith-Schuster? Buy. <laughs> <laughs> I've been buying that for a year and a half now. What is going Juju. on? Five targets, four catches, 43 yards, and a touchdown. He has six, eight, and five targets in three games. And Deontay Johnson got... Zero well catches in this game. He left with an injury. What what is he going on? He left in the first half. He got concussed. So I guess Deontay, uh, not I guess Deontay gets a pass for this one. No, I mean you, I mean Juju didn't get more targets even without Deontay Johnson. That's what I meant by that. Yeah. What is going? How on? many passes did Ben throw? Thirty six. Thirty six. Five of them to Smith Schuster. Yeah, I don't know. I'm glad he scored. I wonder if that's what he is now. How could that be? He's got a score. No, well, I mean, he, well, he certainly is that, but he needs to find the end zone in order to be incredible for fantasy. And if he doesn't do it, then he'll be okay. I guess, but he's like not even incredible while finding the end zone. I don't know. It's really strange. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to expect Juju Smith-Schuster to be more involved. Uh, are, are you? Am I just being, I'm going to hope. Okay. Okay. I'm involved to the point where he's getting DeAndre Hopkins type targets. No way. Ben's spreading it around. This was yeah. a possibility, and you knew it was before the season started. Also interesting in this game, Benny Snell and Anthony McFarland had 13 carries, and this was not Benny a blowout. Benny Snell got a goal line carry. He did. He, got, was a t- he did a terrible job on it. I don't <laughs> do that again. <laughs> I think I think there's a chance that Connor could be a, a good sell high guy. Like I've got. 
I've got Connor in a couple of leagues, not many, but I'm going to see what I can get for him in trade. Cause he's not, he, he's big and burly, but he's not super fast. And would you rather have Connor or Mixon? I'd rather have Connor. Yeah. I think I can get more than for in trade with Connor than I can with Mixon. I don't think I can get anything good for Mixon. Oh, in trade right now. no. Like Joe Mixon is one of those players that is so beloved by the community that will excuse all kinds of things. Really? I think so. But is this not but Heath's also, sarcasm I'm hearing? No, Heath means it. But no, also, I totally mean it. Joe Mixon okay. is also a guy who gets 17 carries or more every week. So there's, there's yeah, but something I don't get to say for, for that. carries, and this offensive line's terrible. It's and, all, it was terrible last year. Yeah, but they figured out a way in the second half oh, of last a, year. And the offensive identity forgot. of this team is going through Burrow now for sure. But he's still getting 17 carries. They're just running a, probably a ton I'm of going, plays. I'm going to trade you Joe Mixon this week. I I would be interested. I would. I mean, what would you take for Joe Mixon? I'm not giving you James Conner for him. That's for sure. I'll give you Daryl no, Henderson. I, I think I would Steelers have to throw game? in something. I'll give you. I'll give you Daryl Henderson for Joe Mixon. I'd have no. to think long and hard about that. No. What do you mean no? He, no on what? You know, he's Dave's not going to do that. Okay. All right. I'm it's an nervous. It's an a- I am nervous about Joe Mixon. All right, here we go. Here we go. Let's go to New England and Las Vegas. Uh, big, big game for Hunter Renfro. He probably should have been in the did, uh, Does He Matter segment. And the Patriots had the ball for nine more minutes than Las Vegas here. Uh, Heath, what do we got? Buy or sell the Patriots pass game is going to be bad against bad teams. Bye. Sure, yeah. So, uh, wait, believe it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. I give it an A. Right. So Cam Newton threw 20 times in week one. And 28 times in week three. 19 times. 19, 28 times in week three. What do you and make Rex of this? Rex Burkhead saw 10 of the 28 targets went to Rex Burkhead. What do you make of this performance from Cam Newton? Strange game. I, I don't think he threw quite as well. Just overall. The interception was ugly. Um and I think the Patriots were wise to try and just win this game by grinding down the clock, using their run game, attacking that Raiders front, even without their best center playing. So yeah. I don't I don't have a problem with the game plan, but this is something that can happen anytime the Patriots can get moving off the snap with the run game that can disappoint you. Okay. Chiefs host the Patriots next week. Let's do a buyer right, sell. So- Oh yeah, so that's one where I think Cam could end up being better, because unless, unless the Chiefs just suddenly have an absolutely horrific run defense, and they might. Um, all right, so Josh Jacobs, sixteen carries after having twenty-five and twenty-seven in weeks one and two. So buy or sell, you you might want to see what you can get for Josh Jacobs because he has the high-scoring Bills, not a joke, and the Chiefs, and then a buy in his next three games. So. And he's got a hip injury. Yeah. But I don't think you're going to... I think people are going to see the injury tag on Jacobs along with what you got out of him in week three. And they're going to say, well, I can't yeah. give you a first-round value for him anymore. Oh, Sorry. Okay. I don't know what happened. What is Heath apologizing for? I just cheered audibly. Oh, okay. That's fine. I just know that like an hour into the game, something great happened. It was really great. 
Buffalo 35 and the Rams 32. We talked about Jared Goff. We talked about Daryl Henderson. Robert Woods with a big game. He had 30 rushing yards. He also had 74 yards and a touchdown receiving. Cooper Cup, 107 yards and a touchdown on 10 targets. What are we looking at? Oh, Tyler Higby was bad. What are we looking at here, Heath? By no, or, no, do believe no, it or not. Do, I was gonna do Josh Allen, but believe it or not, mm-hmm. that's what this is. Uh, Daryl Henderson will be the best Rams running back rest of season. I'm believing it today. Am I ready to believe it for the rest of the season? Kind of because Akers just hasn't looked great, Brown has looked okay, but Henderson's really gonna have to botch it. I think the coaches like him. I'm I'm believing it. I'm believing it. Heath, are you believing it? Yeah, I would like I don't think he has a 50% chance of being the lead running back all season long, but I think he has the best chance of any running back on the roster. So what he gets can the, you he gets the plurality, but not the majority. Is that is that fair? Yes. Yes. Absolutely fair. What can you throw in with Henderson for Joe Mixon, Adam? Uh, Darius Slayton. That's 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 a great choice of names to throw in there. This uh, and, now, I, and this I might got take it because I, I might take it because I really like Slayton too. Oh. I hate his quarterback. Do fumbles though. count in this league? <laughs> Gosh, yeah, no. I mean, Slayton Slayton does what every other Giants wide receiver does: doesn't get open, and then uh, <laughs> Daniel Jones throws uh, interceptions. James Jones. Devin Singletary needs to be discussed here. No Zach Moss. 13 carries, four catches for Singletary. Um, and he got some goal line work, and he did not get in, unfortunately. But buy or sell, Devin Singletary is a reliable RB2 rest of season, even when Moss is back. I believe it. Everything but the reliable part. Okay. I and think I'm he's going to have some ups and downs, but he'll be a, a number two. I'm thinking it's going to be more of a low end number two. Like, I think it's going to be like a special occasion when he scores a touchdown, like Haley's yeah. Comet. Yeah, I know. Like, it's going to be like that. Okay. Once every 76 years, Devin Singletary will score a touchdown. Yeah. He's, uh, <laughs> he's going to lead running backs in like yards to yards to touchdown ratio, basically. It's my new YPC. YTT, YTTDs. Uh, uh, Tyler Higby, is he droppable? No. Gasp. He ran into a team with, with a good scheme against tight ends, healthy linebackers. Jamie talked about this late in the week about how this would be bad for Tyler Higby, and it's totally understandable. Tennessee 31, Minnesota 30. Heath? By or Believe so. it or not. Believe it or not. <laughs> Is this your first podcast doing this, Heath? Well, he did the whole buy or sell thing, and it just threw me off. Maybe I'm the one that uh, threw this is up the first time I've done buy or sell. Actually, so I I get that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, believe it or not, Corey Davis is a startable wide receiver until AJ Brown gets back. I don't believe it. I believe it. Good. Yeah. Pittsburgh I mean, and Buffalo. Next two I, weeks. Is Pittsburgh a bad matchup for receivers? They're not I think it's a bad matchup. matchup for Ryan Tannehill. Like, like you're probably not going to go off on Pittsburgh. Other, I know Slayton did, but it's you're probably not going to. But you know, it's, they are giving up some production. 
So I don't know what to make of that. But Fuller was good against them. Sutton was good against them. Slayton was good against them. Yeah. Sutton was good because, you know, you might not see that in the numbers, but he only played 40% of the snaps, I think. He had 66 yards. Um, Yeah, I, I, he's, if you're stuck, yeah, why not? All right, let's do another one. Believe it or not. Who's stuck in week four? A lot Everyone. of people are stuck. <laughs> are you kidding? Look at all these injuries. I mean, Corey Davis was, was started in 42% of leagues this week, so a lot of people were stuck. Yeah. He he had seven catches in week one. He's had eight in weeks two and three. Believe it or not, Ryan Tannehill should is worth you, you should drop Ryan Tannehill for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Believe it or not. But uh, buy or sell. I believe it. You buy it. No, hmm. I believe it. B minus? Oh. <laughs> That's good. There's gonna come a, the, this is the problem. If you drop Tannehill. A, no one's really going to race to pick him up if it's a one-quarterback league, but in two weeks after Pittsburgh and after Buffalo, he's got Houston, Cincinnati, Chicago, the Colts. I mean, he's he's got a stretch in there where he's got some great matchups. Of course, we thought he had a really great matchup today, and he didn't throw a he touchdown. He threw for a 321 yards, so let's give him that. Uh, but, but I don't really Derek think Henry's so, no. A touchdown. No, I don't think we're going to. Why? Um, because... Every time he throws 25 passes and four touchdown passes, I get to hear, how about that regression, Heath? So when he throws for 300 <laughs> yards and no touchdowns, nope, he sucked. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. All right, let's go to our next game. Cleveland 34 and Washington 20. Uh, Heath. Believe it or not, Kareem Hunt is a sell high. Yeah. 16 I... carries, two catches, and another touchdown. I don't mind trying to sell high on him. I don't know if I would put him in the sell high category, so I do not believe it. Would you rather have Joe Mixon or Kareem Hunt for the rest of the season? Oh, I knew that question was coming. <laughs> I really I, I really am nervous about uh, Mixon, but I'm also a little nervous about Hunt. I'm encouraged that he had a game like this in what amounts to a blowout victory for the Browns. I think I would lean toward Hunt. I think you can sell. I think you could possibly sell Hunt for Mixon. I definitely think I, you could, and, and I don't know 100%. if I want to do that. I think. Uh, I think the game script is going to be really important here. You know, if they have a lead, although I, this was a pretty back and forth game, but they did end up winning by fourteen. Because when they're behind, it's going to be better for him, right? I maybe I think so. But he only has I eight catches so. in three games. Four well, of them have been behind in one yeah, of the games. They've only thrown 12. Four of them were in that game where he was behind. But uh, yeah, I guess so. But I'm, what I'm think, what I'm saying is like the last two games they played against the, have been the Bengals and the and Washington. I mean, what's going to happen when Kareem Hunt gets a game where he doesn't score a touchdown? He's not going to score as many fantasy points. Right. Well, well thanks for that, Heath. But six, I mean, six, four. We're, we're probably looking at, you know, you're, you're going to freeze up when it comes to starting Kareem Hunt. Week one, yeah, I guess he had 13 carries for 72 yards and four catches for nine yards at Baltimore. So no touchdown and 12 PPR fantasy points. Yeah, not bad. But not what you want from your number two running back in full PPR. I, the Joe Mixon manager would sure take it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but that's why I'm okay going with Hunt in this case. Would you trade Kareem Hunt for Michael Gallup? Who would you rather have? Hunt by Hunt. about a million miles. How about Kareem Hunt or 
Tyler Boyd. Hunt. I might say Boyd. I'm encouraged by Boyd's target share. Me, me too. I'll, he'll he'll be moving up for sure. All right. Believe it or not, or buy or sell. Wait, what do I do? I do. Do I do buy or you, I do buy I or think sell. you follow up. With I think you move us not. on to the next game. No, no. We got to talk about. No, Beckham. you're gonna you're gonna talk about Antonio Gibson and what do you do with him? Uh, I was gonna talk about. All right, who would you rather have rest of season, Beckham or Gibson? Gibson. Ooh. I'll say Odell. Yeah. I'm encouraged that Gibson had three catches. That's that's it. We're we're starting to get a little bit closer to what we're looking for from him. Okay. Uh Cincinnati Somebody's 23. <laughs> Cincinnati 23, Philadelphia 23. And Heath, you're up. Yeah. Believe it or not, you well, we already talked about AJ Green. Okay, sorry. Um, believe it or not, Carson Wentz and AJ Green are droppable. No, I half believe it. Yeah, half believe it. Because if I see Carson Wentz on the waiver wire, I'm not gonna, you know, jump at it. But if I see AJ Green on the waiver wire, even though he's gotten off to a horrible start, I'm jumping. Like AJ Green definitely has the fewest fantasy points of any person you would say that about, right? Probably. It's not injured. Probably. Um. Well, out of someone's cutting Joe Mixon because they're tired of looking at his mugshot on their roster. Who has more points between the two? I would assume Mixon does. No, I would say J.K. Dobbins. Oh, no. Dobbins had two touchdowns. Yeah. Cam Akers, maybe? I he's I picked up Akers in one of my leagues. Somebody dropped him. Oh, Swift's going to get dropped in some leagues this week. He played 5% of the snaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, that's a separate thought. Tell me what you think about Greg Ward and Zach Ertz. Ward had eight catches for 72 yards and a touchdown on 11 targets. Ertz had seven catches for 70 yards on 10 targets. Rager's out for a while. Deshaun Jackson might be out for a while. Dallas Goddard might be out for a while. Wentz is running out of people to throw to again. Ward kind of came in the clutch last year. Here he is again. Our Sega Whiteside's hurt. Philadelphia is that team. Well, what do you think? I mean, he's 2% rostered. How rostered should Greg Ward be? Somewhere north of 20%, but less. Yeah. Okay. Like right somewhere between 20 and 30%. San Francisco 36, Giants 9. It's having such a great weekend. That's over. Yeah, believe it or not, I know last week we did You Can't Start Any Giants, so I won't do that again. Believe it or not, Jeff Wilson should be the number one ad on the waiver wire. It, can you tell me what McKinnon's status is, or is it going to be like uncertain? No, we might, right, no. We might not know. He, he, you're not going to know. We don't ever well, know wait these Wait a things. minute. We'll, we'll get a Monday update on McKinnon and what the injury... We'll get a Monday update on McKinnon. I don't think they're going certain. to tell us on Monday whether McKinnon's playing this week. Well, if he's got fractured ribs, then we're going to know that he's not going to play. But if it's, oh, he's got sore ribs, he got bruised up, beat up, we'll see how he does this week in practice. Well, then there's a chance that he plays. And if they have an optimistic report on Mostert, that just makes it all the worse for Wilson. We need, we need those guys out of the way for Wilson to be a one-week hero for fantasy purposes. so And I, I can't yeah. believe he caught passes and even caught a touchdown. Yeah, well, he scored both of his touchdowns in the fourth quarter. He had uh, 12 carries on the day, and Wilson, six of them came on the final drive of the game other than the kneel downs. Uh, yeah. So, so, all right, so Wilson, we'll have plenty of time to talk about that. Let me ask you this. Devontae Freeman is rostered in 89% of leagues. Some people spent 40%, 50%, ton of their fab on Devontae Freeman. Well, you know what? Like, I'm not laughing because I didn't even think he was going to play necessarily. He played, and he had five carries for 10 yards. 
Um, he's nothing he, negative about this at all. No, right, he but, looked but just gonna, as rough as he did last year. Uh, it's five carries, but fine. But what I'm saying is he's 89% rostered now. What do you think it's going to be on Wednesday morning? 70, 80. Yeah. Not, I mean, it, you don't, you can't, you should not drop him yet. We need to see him with a full week of practice before we make any judgments. But are you starting him anytime soon? Well, that's going to depend on what he does next week. Definitely not starting him next week. Right. Wait no. and see. And, and can't start him next week. Deion Lewis thing. Like Deion Lewis got two touches. It's ridiculous. Yep. So Evan Ingram is droppable by or sell. I don't believe it. Um, not Again. in a vacuum, but it's possible. Again, if he's out there on the waiver wire, I do not mind having him as my second tight end. Guys, we got six minutes, uh, six games left. Hopefully we can do it in 10 minutes at most. Chicago 30, Atlanta 26. Go ahead, Heath. Yeah, believe it or not, um, Russell Gage and Hayden Hurst are not good enough to be second and third options. Well, Gage got hurt. That. Well, he got hurt, but he did. He played uh, enough snaps to have better numbers than he did. He was having a very bad game when he got hurt. Two catches, 24 yards on three targets. Um, I don't... Uh, maybe. No. I mean, uh, I think Calvin Ridley, while he wasn't very efficient in this game, showed us that he... And we thought he could be... He can be the number one if Julio misses an extended period of time. He had almost Gage no, has succeeded with a lot of targets but two elite wide receivers around him. A team could pay him no mind whatsoever. You know, Calvin really had almost no, he had one catch in the second half. And I'm wondering if like losing Julio and Gage, you know, actually was a, was bad for him. But, you know, the full game stats are obviously tremendous. Ryan's game ceiling interception was ticketed to Ridley. Yeah, it, was. it was just a bad throw. Um, I don't know. Undecided on that one, Heath. Okay. How about buy or sell... Uh, Anthony Miller is back in play with Nick Foles at the helm. So, yeah, because what what does that mean? Back in play, a possible starter for your team, worthy of a roster spot for your team. What does yes, that mean? Back, yes, like what you said about Justin Jefferson at the very least, worthy of being on your bench. Yeah, okay, I'll buy that he's bench worthy. I hadn't, I had not quite yet dropped him yet, so I guess that's why I sold. Real quick, uh, Todd Gurley or Melvin Gordon rest of season? Melvin. Mel- Heath whispered Melvin. I think I would say Melvin, but I know that Philip Lindsay's coming back and this Broncos offense looks bad. Falcons offense looks bad and Gurley isn't the only running back in, in town for Atlanta. Okay. He's catching so you're saying nothing. I, I guess I'm going to say Melvin, but... Like, I, I know Todd Gurley, 80 yards and a touchdown. Everybody should be thrilled. This might be his best game of the year. If there was ever, there, here's a sell high candidate. Take take him after this game and go to the fantasy manager that just spent a ton of fab on Devontae Freeman and say, forget about that old Falcons receiver or Falcons running back. Take this old Falcons running back. I ruined my joke because I said Yeah, that that's okay. Carolina 21, Chargers 16, Heath. So this game makes me a little bit sick, but believe it or not, Joshua Kelly's 23 carries in week two were the outlier. Oh, believe it. Well, we the, were expecting the, them to, to be like salting away a win in this game. Exactly. Exactly. And they were, they should have leaned on the run way more than they did. But 
if they're a one and two team whose only victory came because the Bengals missed a field goal at the end of the game, maybe we shouldn't ever expect them to be salting away wins. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm sorry. The Panthers' defense coming into this game was terrible. They were absolutely terrible. The Chargers' offense has not been very good. No, they're, they, they're scoring 18 points a game or something. But at the very least, they showed some willingness to run the football, and they should have known going into this game that they should have run the football and taken pressure off of their rookie quarterback. What How much do you think do? Kelly's fumble mattered? It, it probably mattered a little bit more than it more than I'm giving it credit for. It's trouble. And now he's back again. This is two of three games where he's been in the eight to 12 range, which we've talked about. That's where that second running back is for the chargers. Uh, who would you rather have rest of the season? Daryl Henderson or Josh Kelly? Henderson by really? a million miles. Are you kidding? Absolutely not. Because when Cam Akers gets back, you might see three running backs in there. And you know, Kelly Justin Jackson biggest back. He might get carries again. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Jeez, sorry. Buy or sell. DJ you Moore. You could have done a better one than that one. DJ Moore is not going to have five touchdown catches this year. Or he will not oh, he will so not have more than five. So okay. I sell that. Jets and Colts. I put Jets 36, Colts 7. I don't, that doesn't feel right to me. Did I switch what that? Should, what should you say? Colts oh, 36, Jets, Jets 7, I think. Oh, okay. Sounds I'm sorry. Right. I thought you were saying the game wasn't as close as the score would indicate. Uh, no, it was, I switched the teams. Colts 36, yes, Jets 7. Yeah. Heath? Uh, well, I mean, you could do a, a variety of things here. I think we talked enough about T.Y. Hilton. So I will say buy or sell. Jonathan Taylor's been just a little bit of a disappointment. His workload has been a disappointment. Oh, well, uh, wait. Well, this week it was. This week it was. He had 26 carries last week. He hasn't like broken he off didn't big runs him. and big, been awesome in that sense. But well, you guess. can't complain with with a touchdown, every, you know. And they he's going to score a lot of touchdowns. They were blowing out the Jets. They were able to give Wilkins some run. Naheem Hines had seven carries. I'm not worried one bit. I'm not... I'm not even a little bit unhappy with Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I agree. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna not believe it. Okay. Uh, buy or sell? Naeem Hines. You can drop him in PPR. He had what, four like, catches. But what's that about too? Like last week, we thought we could start Naeem Hines. Nope, yeah. you can't. He's not involved at all. He's not even gonna touch the football. We don't want him to come <laughs> on the field or in the huddle. And then this week he has eleven touches for what sixty yards? Mm-hmm. Sixty-one. Yeah, but that's um, not that he good. He was worth double-digit PPR points. But, okay, look, just say sell. When I say buy or sell, you all, you think that I buy all of them? You can allow to sell them, you know. I believe Naheem Hines is a good bench running back in full PPR. I was complaining about his usage, not your. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, Seattle thirty-eight, Dallas thirty-one. Uh, Heath, what do you got? Buy or sell Amari Cooper is really the only Cowboys wide receiver that's a trustworthy start every week. No, I think Cedric Wilson is that guy. Oh, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> I think I trust CD Lamb in, in only in PPR. I don't think he's going to score a lot of touchdowns, but this is his worst game. Well, no, he's had two games with about five catches for 60 yards. So I, an 11-point mm. floor is not that good, but it's worthy of being like a flex in a PPR league. So I'll say Said, I, I'm going to, I won't believe that. I think Gallup put himself back on the map as at worst, a number three receiver. 
Look, he came close to having good numbers in week one, and I guess in week two as well. Right. Connection finally made in week three. Yeah. Okay, and then buy or sell um, DK Metcalf is one of the most interesting players in the fo- in football. Deshaun K Metcalf. <laughs> <laughs> but it's everything like it's the drops points? it's the it's the like he burns guys deep every game is incredible and he's so bad sometimes like oh my gosh what a roller coaster yeah. i mean he was a goofball for having somebody pop the ball out from behind him on the what should have been like a 60 plus yard touchdown earlier in the game made up for it later in the game but if he hadn't have, if he had secured the ball better earlier in the game he wouldn't have needed to score that touchdown later in the game we're still going to take that touchdown later in the game. Uh, he's absolutely, I, I don't know if interesting is the word must start is, are the words for DK Metcalf. Detroit 26, Arizona 23. Buy or sell Kenyon Drake's a, or believe it or not, <laughs> Kenyon Drake's a bust. I don't believe it. No, I think I do. Oh. But uh, like a mild bust. Like I'd take him in the third round. So let's talk he about. He was the, going at the one-two turn for a lot of drafts. Mixon was going ahead of him. Let's talk about the team, the the running backs that you took after him that you would take ahead of him now. And my reasoning for is, I just think that Kyler Murray is having such a great year running the ball, and DeAndre Hopkins is catching so many passes, and I think those two factors are hurting Kenyon Drake. Um, but Jonathan Taylor ahead of him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Aaron Jones is obvious. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather have James Conner. Yeah. As long as you stay safe. I don't know if I'm he'll like Conner's going to be more valuable in a trade than Kenyon Drake right now, but I don't know if I'm ready to say that. I think Eckler's ADP forward. was behind his. I was right. taking Eckler, Eckler over should, him. I'd rather have Eckler. Yeah. I would rather have Eckler. I, like, what about Nick Chubb? Because I know it's easy right now. The easy thing is to say Nick Chubb ahead of Drake. But Nick Chubb ahead of Drake. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get that. But I think there's a case that they, they're, they're pretty even. It's just one of the guys scoring touchdowns right now. And the other is Heath. Who would you take, Hunt or Drake? I'd probably take Drake still. I would too. But it's not particular. I mean, it's, it's much closer than I thought it was going to be. I promise you they will find a way to feed him. In the next, not feed him. They've been doing that. I think they'll find a way to get him some touchdowns here in the next month or so. He just he he needs the targets that are going to chase Edmonds. That's the I think that's the difference. Well, he, he needs to he needs the rushing touchdowns that are going to Kyler Murray too. That would help as well. Tampa Bay twenty eight and Denver ten. Um, believe it or not, it just took a couple of weeks, but Tom Brady's a must start quarterback. He no, didn't have as many it. drops on him this week as last week. Seven drops last week was really bad. I believe that. Uh, uh, must start is no. it's a little. All right, can we can we temper the must start and just no? Can we cut the must? No. All right, then I guess I just I can't believe it. That. Wait, I have but a better if we one. Did temper it? Then I would say yes. I have a better one. Well, that wasn't the question, Dave. Come on, I have a better one. There, there are no must start quarterbacks that are not. 250 rushing yard guy. They, other than okay, yeah. None of the none of the quarterbacks that are not like running quarterbacks are must starts by or so. And Matt is Ryan, Mahomes, I would Matt Ryan, I would always sit. Mahomes uh, is just barely. Yeah, he's in there. He qualifies as a rushing quarterback. Yeah, he had like 300 yards 200, in 16 games last year, is, kind of playoffs. Okay, okay. Yeah, 250 is like the arbitrary line I use, which is you know anybody could you can sure. any would, number you I would, want. I would believe that statement. That is a believable statement. I would have not believed. I don't think I believe it if Julio Jones is healthy because then Matt Ryan is a must start. 
But that's pretty much it, right? Like all the must-start, no question, no doubt about it quarterbacks are the mobile guys. We'll see what Rodgers does tonight. Maybe he gets in there. I don't know. Don't tell me what he does. Okay, we got to go, everybody. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, no, 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 I'm taking off my headphones. I don't want to hear no, what I'm No, no, I have something from Thank the Thank you so much game. for watching Fantasy Football today. And listening Can to I please say what I want to say? We'll be back tomorrow with our Monday episode. See ya. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.